Welcome into House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Take your shoes off at the door. Drop your hat, your coat on the coat rack. Come on in here to the living room. We got a really special, interesting guest here sitting fireside today with us inside House of Wrestling. He is over in China right now. I believe it is Adrian Gomez. Adrian, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here today. Thank you so much for uh, having me on the show, Nick. I really appreciate that. So you reached out to me wanting to talk about a couple things. First of all, you're with Middle Kingdom Wrestling, which is a pro wrestling promotion in China uh, that has partnered up with our very good friends, Premier Streaming Network. Uh, go check them out. You can find us twice a week, Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern. Um, and I- I'm fascinated. So, Adrian, how first of all, how do you get involved with a Chinese pro wrestling promotion? How does that work as, as, uh, as somebody that's not from China? I guess. Um, well, the way I got involved with Chinese wrestling is the fact that I moved to China 13 years ago. Um, and I, I didn't come with the intention of uh, getting involved in wrestling or even starting a wrestling organization. However, um, one thing, one of the things that I did bring with me to China was my fandom. So, you know, uh, Although I was enjoying a very new experience in China, enjoying my new life, uh, one thing that was very consistent is that I was still a wrestling fan. I was still, what you know, keeping up with all the news um, and very involved in trying to watch all the latest wrestling shows. So, um, you know, that is something that after about eight years, or yeah, after, no, after about five years in China, um, I just started getting this little. This little itch, like what? Can I can I ask something real quick, Adrian? I hate to cut you off, but how as how difficult is it is it to keep up with pro wrestling in China? Are there like restrictions? Like uh, what what is it like trying to be a wrestling fan? I guess in China. Well, here's the thing: when I got to China in 2010, there was no official WWE presence yet. Um, at that time. Um, WWE had not entered the market in any real official way. So because of that, it actually made watching wrestling extremely easy. So, for example, in China, there's loads of uh, video platforms that are kind of like YouTube equivalents. So there's like Yoku, Billy Billy, Tudo. And these uh, these programs, these these websites, they had every, every WWE show seconds after they were done. Every pay-per-view, I mean, it was like you had access to the network uh, before there was a network. So there's uh, so- no there's no restrictions on WWE content in China? I'm just, I I, I, complete, I have no idea. It's like a completely, uh, it is a at, foreign place to me. I have no idea yeah. what is going on. You know? At that time, there wasn't. Okay. So basically, you know, pay-per-views were just streamed uh, through fans. Um, there was large WWE fan sections that they're just posting everything and it wasn't just wwe i mean everything i don't i mean ring of honor to impact everything just showed up on these websites like immediately like immediately and sometimes even live now this was like i said early days uh once wwe did come into china um they were able to copyright strike several several things so uh while was that through the wwe network was that like some deal that was was I like I, I feel like Shane McMahon was involved with that. I don't know why. I feel like he was over there making this deal with China. I don't know. So uh it was Triple H actually. It was Triple H. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So when when they came to China, mm, twenty sixteen was like their official uh grand opening of like 
WWE China. They held like a really big uh, like WWE tryout. And that's where they hired so many of the Chinese wrestlers. For example, like Ho Ho Loon. Um, they hired uh, Jason Lee. I think they brought him the, to 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 CW the the cruiserweight thing, the, the cruiserweight classic. Um, and there they hired um, uh, what's his name, Tian Bing. Yeah, Tian Bing was like the big name Chinese guy that they hired. Plus Xiaoli, Boa, uh, Zayda J. They hired uh, uh, loads of people. I think they hired about nine people that. Yeah, a lot of them um, still around. Zia Lee, I'm sure. Was she one of the, the, the pickups? Yeah. Yeah, Zia Lee, she was one of the original pickups. So she's yeah. still there. Bo is still there from the original nine. Um, and anyway, that day, WWE not only uh, opened an office, but they, they, they also opened distribution rights, meaning they could control everything. So the whole... The whole uh, watching WWE on every app for free, that doesn't exist anymore. It's much, much, much more controlled, uh, and it's all done through their official platforms. Wow. Okay. And so wrestling, uh, WWE has a presence in. So are Chinese fans acclimated? Do they love pro wrestling? Like, what is what is, what is is the fandom level of, of, of the, the Chinese, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, pro wrestling in China um, has developed quite a bit in the last 13 years to the point where um, I would say the the name WWE is wrestling. So if, for example, and, you know, I don't take this as a knock or anything. If people watch one of my shows that I produce, you know, and a fan goes to the show, they're saying, oh, this is, this is, you know, they're not saying it's WWE like the company, but this is what the name of pro wrestling is. As, pro as wrestling. somebody, as somebody from the South that calls everything Coke, I completely understand what you're talking <laughs> about. Yes, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean that's what we're facing today but to be honest i would say it's a better situation than like uh several years ago where you know it was very very much in its development phase and fans just simply weren't familiar with it but now at least everybody can say can see live wrestling show and i was like oh wwe i think that's better than not knowing you know what it is at all so how many people want to be pro wrestlers over in China? Is there a healthy, uh, is there a school? Is there, like, how does it work if you want to become a pro wrestler over in China? Well, in China, there are, at this moment, if you want to get trained as a pro wrestler, this very moment in a post, post zero COVID world, uh, we, have, uh, we have our training, uh, our training center. And then there's another training uh, in another organization. This organization is called, KOPW, and they also train wrestlers. So right now, the Chinese wrestling scene is just MKW and KOPW. Uh, and there used to be OWE, which was a a, a pretty big uh, name, uh, but uh, unfortunately, they're they're not around anymore. That that's crazy because there's like a billion people in China, right? Mm -hmm. And there's only two uh, wrestling schools. Yeah. That's wow. It. Okay. Is yeah. it a long waiting list to get trained? Like again, how how hungry are are people to get to become pro wrestlers over in China right now? Well, unfortunately, because of the current like uh, you know, it, it, okay, there are loads of people that want to be trained. However, uh, the main problem is that for a lot of for a lot of people, prospective uh, uh, students, uh, there is a financial part to it where they say where they think if I have to dedicate this much time to it. And unfortunately, there aren't that many bookings in China. And, you know, it, it's a very, uh, you know, kind of rat race of uh, right now, is, you know, trying to make as much money as possible. A lot of people, unfortunately, life gets in the way 
of wanting to be a wrestler because the future for some wrestlers right now is they look at it and they think, well, there's two hopes right now in China for a Chinese wrestler. One, that uh, one of our organizations, uh, you know, is able to hit a very big like media deal and there's shows every week or they get picked up by you know, WWE or maybe in Japan or something. So because of those two prospects, it's difficult for wrestlers in China to dedicate, to find very dedicated wrestlers. Fortunately, so, oh, go ahead, sir. Uh, fortunately, the wrestlers that are in it, you know, they're, they're ride or die, you know? So uh, we have a very good group of guys at MKW. So you talk about possibly getting a TV deal. How how likely is that? I would imagine like everything over there has to involve the, the Chinese government in some way uh, signing off. I mean, how, how how hard is it to get a TV deal for a pro wrestling company over there? Well, my expectations are not necessarily to get on television, but to get on a um, like a Netflix style deal. So China has loads of uh, streaming platforms that do pay for content. And we have been on those. We have been on over the years. We've been lucky enough to have been on a few of those deals. Uh, and that has been able to sustain the company. Now, um, unfortunately, uh, with zero COVID, we weren't able to produce as much shows as we could to meet our end of, uh, of the contract. So, you know, that was like our last deal was in 2020, 2020. And because of COVID, and this is something that all a live event business suffered in China. I'm sure the Western media uh, reported on it a lot. The zero COVID policy. Man, I can. Uh, I mean, I again, I hate cutting you off, man. I feel like I'm jumping in too much here, but I, I, it, it had to have been hard, man. I mean, what we were seeing was, I mean, and you saw what was going on over here. I'm sure you were like, wow, that's also insane what is happening in the states. But it was, it looked, it looked rough what you were going through over there. Yeah, um, I mean. It was a, you know, it was to the point where if there was like a, maybe if there was a one or two cases in your city, then maybe, you know, we would have to all lock down, you know, even if it was just a handful of cases. So it was a very difficult to promote wrestling during COVID, but uh, we actually pivoted to like a studio style show called MKW Blastoff when uh, we were produced around 50 episodes. Uh, and that was to our distributor deal uh, with Yoku. Now, um, now that zero COVID's finished, uh, we kind of go. We want to go back to a live audience setting. Uh, we want to go back to importing wrestlers uh, because uh, during the COVID, during China's COVID policy, actually the border was sealed shut. No right. one could come in. No one could get out. So you know, uh, and that kind of stopped a lot of momentum for us as far as being able to import a few names. You the know, casualness. With- the casualness in which you talk about. Oh, we were just. We were just dealing with the harshest lockdown on the face of the planet, and nobody could come in and out of the country. Small hurdles here as I'm trying to just get my my pro wrestling company up and running. I, oh, you're a great guy, Adrian. I cannot believe the candor in which you're like the, you seem very very calm. This had to have been a nightmare for you. Had to have been. It, it, it's you know you just take it day by day. And here's the thing: there are things that uh, you can control, and there are things you can't control. You know, so I mean. Um, you know, they, uh, our, I mean, the government here, they had their reasons for doing it and it's just something that we all had to accept and we went with it and we all try to survive to the next day, to the next day. But thankfully, uh, it's 2023 and, uh, and all of that has, uh, 
is behind us now. So Good. we can look forward to uh, um, a more vibrant wrestling scene and one that is more uh, easy and more uh, manageable for us promoters. Yeah, well, I'm glad that it's better for you now. Um, and so as you're moving forward here, like you say, zero COVID uh, is done. You have this big show in Shanghai. So what what is going down here? What talk talk to me about how 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 big this show is going to be and and what you hope to accomplish with it? Well, this is actually um, definitely our biggest production we've put together since. I hate to keep talking about COVID, but it's definitely our biggest production since COVID. And um, you know, we for this particular show, we'll be doing right in the heart of Shanghai. Uh, and we have a lot of big, um, uh, we have a lot of big matches, and we're bringing in wrestlers for the first time since 2019 from outside of China. Um, particular, our particular marquee name we're bringing in is uh, Yoshitatsu, um, who's currently with uh, AJ, AJPW, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and we're also bringing in uh, wrestlers from around the Asian wrestling scene. We used to uh, be able to embrace rest the, the emerging wrestling uh the emerging wrestling uh um, economies of uh like singapore malaysia thailand vietnam nepal we used to bring them all all the time uh but now with this is our first time we can finally uh, meet our old friends again so we have wrestlers from singapore coming in malaysia uh, including the first hijab wearing wrestler uh nor phoenix diana um and we, I, she's someone I've been wanting to work with for a long time. So with this show, uh, we're planning on putting pretty much our, our very all into it to make sure that uh, MKW can make a, a splash in our first ticket selling event uh, in over two years. You know, it, it is interesting kind of looking at the geopolitics that exist with, with China and the States and everything. And it, and it feels like a lot. It feels tense at times. Right. Obviously, you know. But to hear you talk about all these countries kind of coming in and working together, it's a reminder that pro wrestling is this it's this kind of middle ground, you know, where you can actually help to bring people together. How does it feel for you, you know, kind of being in that climate where, you know, you're in this you're in this spot where a lot of people think this is really hard, but you're working to bring people together here and, 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 and improve that community. How does how does that feel from your end? Well, I mean, I would say one of the proudest moments as a wrestling promoter was actually uh, last year, um, even during the height of the China China U.S. relations, I was able to uh, facilitate a deal between the American government and the Chinese government to put together the first ever uh, pro wrestling uh, a Sino-U.S. friendship pro wrestling tag team tour, which, by the way, was paid for uh, mostly by your tax dollars, um, but <laughs> mine. Uh, Finally, they went to good use. Thank God. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, and we did this. Uh, we did this. Uh, this this uh, China U.S. friendship tag team wrestling tour. So basically, we toured a few cities, promoting uh, values of America and China. Um, and you know, the, for 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 both shows, uh, for the shows, we uh, we main evented with a an American wrestler. Uh, tagging with a Chinese wrestler versus an American wrestler tagging with a Chinese wrestler. So it was like this, like, you know, they're working together uh, to, to, you know, to be able to uh, better uh, tell this story between America and China, working together, uh, even uh, when some say are at their lowest point in uh, uh, relate and uh, political relations. <laughs> wow. 
You're a hero, Adrian. That's incredible. I only would dream of getting to accomplish something like that. That's amazing. How hard was how hard was that to pull off? How hard was that to to get the uh, Chinese and American governments to work together? How difficult? Um, it involved a lot of timing. That's what I could say. Um, difficult. Uh, definite logistically. Um, difficult as far as uh, like paperwork and meetings and things like that. So yeah, it was really difficult. The high end talks, uh, thankfully, you know, I mean, we can only call myself a hero for so long. All I I did was kind of bring this idea there, but the people who, you know, our state department workers and China's diplomats, uh, were able to, to, you know, I would say that they were heroes and, and, uh, of passing this idea more so than I was. This is just, you know, promoters have crazy ideas all the time. Um, and this is just one of them. Yeah, promoters have crazy. Yeah, let's do a barbed wire deathmatch. Hey, let's preach American values in China. Those are very different kind of extremes, man. Very, very different kind of extremes. How do Chinese fans react to the to that when, when Americans come in and, you know, are, are talking about hot dogs and baseball and, you know, whatever else, I don't know, whatever else we were preaching, I guess, when we were over there. I, I thought I really thought that the the reception was incredible. I mean, I just I mean, there are so many you, I think the photos speak for themselves, the videos speak for themselves. Um, I just it was just embrace. I think when people uh, hear that kind of message of peace, no matter how staunch their nationalism is or whatever their current like mood is about or their, their, their current thoughts are about a certain country, um and you know whether they feel something's fair or not i think when you hear something that is along those lines of working together making the world a better place for peace prosperity and pro wrestling i think it actually is a very uh, meaningful message to to people that's incredible adrian uh other question i have on this when you go to these governments and you're pitching this idea how many wrestling fans are in the government? Are are like they're Chinese? Are there people <laughs> in the Chinese government that are like, "Whoa, yeah, I am in. I love wrestling." Or are they like, "What are you? Are you a you crazy person? How? What's the vibe?" Um. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, that's something that's interesting about wrestling. It, okay, is it necessarily like they're pro wrestling fans? I don't know, but when you when you when it's something that at least emulates combat it really instills a reaction out of like the mo- even the most like staunch serious you know government types you know what i mean it, it elicits a reaction of you know curiosity and excitement and something that you know people want to be involved in and this is something that i you know would like to take this opportunity to say um you know i know like uh you know we as wrestling promoters or people like in wrestling media or wrestlers themselves i think they really underestimate how interesting our world is compared to uh you know the shoot world what we do is super fascinating um and i think that's something that people really need to start being able to take advantage of as far as being able to uh to to put wrestling into interesting more open-ended situations where it's like it's not just wrestling it's wrestling plus you know, so it's like it's wrestling plus politics. It's wrestling plus philanthropy. It's wrestling plus, um, you know, social programs. 
you know? So I don't know. I, I think it's something that I want more people. And if I could get any message out there in my eight, nine, eight years as a wrestling promoters, I would like more people to actually start um, thinking of themselves as somebody who's doing something really, really cool. And not just to wrestling fans. They know we're interesting. They know we're, we're you know, we have a platform. But to others outside of our bubble. Very well said. And so uh, let's talk a little bit about Premier Streaming Network. Uh, Premier is going to help bring uh, Middle Kingdom Wrestling to uh, North American fans now. Uh, are, are, is PSN the the only spot for, for fans, this exclusive deal? Like, uh, what is it? What does it mean to have to have this deal with Premier? It's uh, it is an exclusive deal. Um, and what we did was, um, well, first we had been promoting our videos um, internationally, primarily as you on YouTube as our platform. Um, but you know, we wanted to find a, you know the right partner who you know saw the potential of what we've been doing over the last eight years, and we're excited that we were able to sign with Premier Streaming Network, not only bring our legacy content, uh, but also unreleased content and of course, future shows such as the the upcoming event in Shanghai and of course the shows thereafter as well. So, um, and you, they've been give, they've been very uh, generous with us and how they're, uh, you know, they push what we're doing. Um, and besides MKW, uh, I, also have, I also have been working for the PSN team uh, as an international consultant to bring, uh, I, I proposed a program called the International Selections Program, which basically is we would bring wrestling uh, from niche markets, uh, quality wrestling from niche markets, um, and spotlight them on a specific like category on PSN called International Selections. So, you know, um, right now we're in talks with bringing the biggest Singapore wrestling company over, uh, Hong Kong wrestling um, and a number of others. So hopefully fans who are curious uh, about wrestling in other countries, uh, you might be surprised by how good a lot of these guys are, um, how many of them have actually stepped foot through major organizations and are there now. And these are their home promotions. Um, and I think uh, this is a really great opportunity to kind of expand your horizons as a wrestling fan um because there's really it's really an interesting world to be a part of if you like wrestling uh i think mixing kind of traveling and wrestling i think i don't know for me when i watch wrestling for another country i kind of feel like i'm there you know with those fans and seeing their culture and how wrestling is presented in those particular countries man adrian i'm i'm jacked i'm hyped I am. You sold me here, man. I'm I'm on the hook. I'm I'm overly impressed. I'm walking away a fan. I'm I'm a super Adrian Gomez fan after this. Oh I need to gosh. I need to get your <laughs> autograph or something. What a world. What an incredible thing you've done. Just wonderful, Adrian. Um, where can people go online to find more about you, what you're doing, support what you're doing, all of those wonderful things? Um if you if you're interested in Middle Kingdom wrestling, then I uh, uh, I Google us. Uh, that could be one start. Uh, but also, of course, if you want to go directly to our social media pages, MKW China, uh, MKW Wrestling, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Middle Kingdom, um, uh, YouTube, and of course, on the Premier Streaming Network, uh, which is where you can find our long form videos and full shows, past, present, 
Unreleased and Future. Now, uh, for me personally, um, follow me on Twitter. I'm Adrian G4. You can follow me on Instagram, Adrian Gomez, MKW. Uh, and yeah, those are the two ones I'd prefer you to follow me on. You, I mean, you can follow me on LinkedIn or something, but I don't know. It's a bit weird. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, 